Welcome back. Bob Black, back with you. Tuesday afternoon, Sports Huddle, 106.1 ESPN. Here in the capital city, which just hosted the NASCAR race this past Sunday at Richmond Raceway. Want to go back and do a little recap of that and touch on a couple of other sports with our good friend, the sports director there in Roanoke at WFXR on the Fox side and WWCD on the CW, CW on the CW side in Roanoke, Jermaine Farrell. That's like alphabet soup there, Jermaine. Good afternoon. You know, How are a, you? I'm doing good. It's a lot of letters you got to work with, you know. Doing good. I'm, I'm just letting you know, I'm, I'm out here at a high school practice, a north side uh, Vikings uh, class three team in in the Roanoke area. So, if you hear, I, I, hopefully they won't say any four letter words while I'm on the phone. I, I, I was telling AJ I didn't want him to lose his license or his job, so <laughs> we got to make sure that we don't hear that. But no, it's a pleasure to be on on the show with you, Bob. You know I have nothing but respect for you, the voice of the Richmond Spiders of the legendary status. You know, so it's always wow. a joy, sir. Back at you, Jermaine. You're legendary as well. Roanoke, Richmond, everywhere in between. Now, wait a minute. AJ told me that you were out playing basketball, not working. What's going on No, here? no, no. No, wow. that's football. I'm out here shooting football practice. You know, got to do the TV thing. So, yeah, it's uh, – <laughs> and, you know, we, we preview a lot of schools on our Friday Night Blitz show here in Roanoke. So, we, got, we, we cover over 60 high schools, Bob. So, it's uh, – to get to all of them and, and cover them and do them all justice, so it's it's fun and you know we enjoy it. But I tell you, Sunday you, you mentioned a race and when you look at the race as a whole, Bob, I mean it was you only had three cautions, but two of them were stage cautions. There was a caution at the end of lap, you know, lap ten, and you know, Chris Busher, you know, you're thinking, you know, those cautions pop up on a short track, you're in trouble. But for him to hang on and, and beat Chesterfield native Danny Hamlin was big time because, A, he was below the cut line, Bob. He was below the cut line. And so anytime you get a win and you pop, you, you lock a spot, but then it makes that bubble real tight around that cut line. So good job by Chris. But, yeah, inside the car, Bob, it was 135 degrees in those cars. Ooh. 135 degrees. They, it was they, hot they, inside those cars. They don't put A.C. in those cars, do they, Jermaine? No, it kind of probably messes up the day. No, yes, no AC does. in those bad no boys. AC but they have like a yeah, they have like a suit that helps them. But yeah, I mean, and the thing is, by not having any caution, you know, you only have a three cautions makes it even mm-hmm. tougher. But you know, those guys survive. So I give kudos to that in, in uh, those hot sub conditions uh, to do well. But yeah, Chris Bush is now happy, and uh, now the guys that are below the cut line. I mean, it's it's going to be a tough deal and. We'll see what happens. Yeah, this was a this was a big deal. Yeah, this is a big deal for Busher's first win of the year, first win at Richmond, and it, again, it puts him into the into the playoffs. What was kind of the reaction to Denny Hamlin? I mean, some controversy has followed him a little bit, and yet here he is, as you said, in his backyard, in his hometown, Chesterfield's Denny Hamlin, running second Sunday. Right, and he got booed. I mean, I mean, yeah. you figured I figured there'd be some cheers, but he got booed, but. I think it all stemmed from the race in Martinsville when him and uh, Chase Elliott got into it. He kind of crashed Chase Elliott a little bit. And that really, because, you know, here's the thing. Chase Elliott's like the prince of NASCAR. I mean, you know, the most popular driver in NASCAR. And then you wreck him out at Martinsville. I mean, that that's kind of where it all started, the booing. And ever since, it's kind of like with NASCAR drivers and stuff. You know, once you are, you know, if you're you're the one that wears the black hat, 
you're going to get booed. And a lot of the drivers embrace it. I mean, when Bubba Wallace gets booed, he embraces it. You know, Joey Logano, Kyle Busch, those drivers, they, I think they get a rush out of getting booed. I mean, it's, some, it's a strong reaction. And that's, that's what it is about NASCAR fans, Bob, is you either like the driver or you hate the driver. I don't think there's ever a, a gray area like, uh, I kind of like the driver or I don't. It's either you hate the driver or you love the driver, and they're all – you know, brand specific, you know, and sponsor specific and all that. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that's good for the sport, actually. Hate them or love them uh, and be passionate about it either way. And we've watched that, Jermaine and NASCAR, for, for years and years and years now, which brings me to watching NASCAR, NASCAR, which is another reason I wanted to bring you on, because you were there Sunday. I had some thoughts and comments about this. This is unusual for Richmond to have this race in July, to have it in the daytime, to not have a race under the lights. How was kind of... You know, the crowd, and I'm not saying to quantify, because I know NASCAR doesn't give out numbers on attendance, but just kind of the feel of the day at Richmond Raceway for something that was a little bit unusual for them, rather than being on the cusp of the playoffs with the race or the first playoff race itself, being in the fall, being under the lights. Can you kind of compare and contrast what you felt and saw Sunday? I felt that with this NASCAR race, I felt – the, the crowd, I mean, they had a decent crowd, but I think the the thing that probably hurts the attendance, it was definitely just the temperature. I mean, it was so hot out there. I mean, so, you know, a lot of fans probably would have normally would have been there. I think the race is in a good spot because the thing is, like for us as broadcasters, I mean, anything that's in, you know, September or October runs into college football and it runs into high school. So you, you want to be near the playoff cut line, but you know, I, I think it's in a good spot. I mean, and, and let's face facts, ratings drive the train. And, and a Saturday night race really hasn't done well on NASCAR. That's why, if you notice, there aren't a lot of Saturday night races. There used to be a bunch. But now, you know, there's only like a handful of Saturday. I don't think it's even a handful. But maybe, you know, like Martinsville, when they came back, I mean, they raced Saturday night. But then they moved it to Sunday afternoon because it was the fans. It was the TV ratings. But... It's just one of those things we just have to see how it goes and plays out. I kind of like where it is. I think it's in a good spot. And I think the Richmond folks, Lori Warren and the crew over at Richmond, I think they like where they are because, you know, it's still a big race. I mean, whether you're in the playoffs, I mean, if you're real close to the playoffs, like if you're like, like they're the fifth race, you know, outside of uh, the playoffs. And every race leading up to it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And so this race right here is huge because when you look at it, like I said, you, you you got guys that are on the cut line. Some feel very comfortable getting into the playoffs, trying to point their way in. But if you have a bad week, I mean, you're going to be in some deep trouble. So that's really, you know, where the rubber meets the road when you look at that. Rick. So, I mean, Rick. I mean, Bob. Sorry, I was on. I was on uh, earlier with Rick Watson, the voice of the rapper oh, Highlanders this morning. Absolutely. So now I, I'm sorry a- for calling Rick. No, no, that that I'll take that as a compliment. There's a legend yeah. in the valley there down you there. Go. There is an yeah. absolute but, legend but yeah. down there for sure. For sure. Jermaine Farrell yeah, catching up with us this afternoon. Uh, by the way, Jermaine, I love the sound effects in the background. This is classic to hear the whistle blowing and the kids yelling. This is perfect sports talk radio. So we'll keep it going with you if you don't mind for a few moments. And and let me go there because you mentioned this to me on the phone the other day. There will be some crossover between high school football in the Roanoke area and the Richmond area. Is that correct? Yeah, because in Richmond five, I mean, Richmond in region five C, uh, Patrick Henry and William Fleming 
they were in Region 5D, so the Roanoke schools that were in, in Class 5 would travel up to Northern Virginia for the regional playoffs. And now you're lumped in with a, some of the Richmond schools, and, and a couple of them I, I don't know off the top of my head. But I do know there's some Charlottesville area schools in Louisa County, which moved up to Class 5, which is huge because they were a strong Class 4 team, and they moved to Class 5, and you got Albemarle uh, out of Charlottesville, and then you got some of the other Class 5 teams in the Richmond area. That, so you add to the mix of uh, Franklin County in our neck of the woods here in the Roanoke area, William Fleming and Patrick Henry, it makes travel much easier because, you know, going, going from Roanoke up to Northern Virginia is about a, on a bus, about four and a half, five hours. Yeah. So just imagine, I mean, with Richmond, you're dealing with a three-hour bus trip if you have to go there, or if the Richmond schools have to come, you know, west, you know, you're looking at about a three-hour trip. So, you know, it, it's kind of a – but the way the, the geography in our state is, I mean, the VHSL and the classification, you know, you, you try to lump everybody close by, and it's not a perfect match because, you know, in our neck of the woods here in the western part of the state, there's only three – class five schools in fact franklin county was class six and they dropped down so we only have three class five schools whereas you know in most of most of the classification in this part of the state in the western part of the road area are class three schools so you have a bunch of those but uh in in the richmond area i mean you, you got a good mixture of, of class five class four class three got some class two in there and then you go down to the tide water it's the same thing so it's it's really there might come a time where the VHSL might look at adding an extra classification because, I mean, you look at a Highland Springs that, that went up to Class 6, and, you know, Coach Johnson, I, you, you talk about one of the best coaches in the state. I mean, he is hands down one of the best, and there's some other great ones in the Richmond area. But to have the success he's had and to make that program, with Highland Springs over the years, they did have success, but it seems like, you know, Coach Johnson has taken that to another level. So, and, and moving up to Class 6, I think they can hold their own in Class 6. So, it'll be uh, interesting to see that and, and see how it goes. So, you know, football season here, the high schools are ready. Like I said, the ambiance that you're hearing, the natural sound. of the And they're wearing pads. They're wearing the, the pe- shoulder pads. So, you hear some popping, hearing the helmets. That's what football is all about. And it's going to be even better and better once we get to August and, and they get into September and all that. We uh, we can tell. How about you love the high school scene with it behind you and just the passion in your voice. That, that, that's awesome, Jermaine. When do they kick it off out there? What uh, uh, sometime in August, right? A little later in August, they'll start playing. Yeah, the, the, well, the state the state they can start playing games on August twenty fourth. That's okay. a Thursday, and then you got Friday, August twenty fifth. Some teams play on August twenty sixth on a Saturday. So that that last weekend in August is when the season starts. You have ten. You have 11 weeks to complete 10 games, so some teams will have a, obviously will have a bye week somewhere, whether it's the first week of the season, which is crazy, or the last week of the season, or somewhere in the middle, or somewhere early. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and I've talked to coaches. They really love the bye week in the middle. Because yeah. here's the thing. If your bye week's the first week of the season, well, that doesn't do you any good. If it's the last week of the season, unless you're going into the playoffs, it helps you. But a lot of coaches love it somewhere in the middle of their season. Absolutely. Hey, last thought from you. Um, you got Virginia Tech right there in your backyard as well. ACC preseason poll comes out today. Hokies are eleventh in that poll, and the Cavaliers are last in that poll. What do you What do you make of that? What are you feeling for Virginia Tech in year two of the Brent Pry era that will kick off in a month? Well, the biggest thing, Bob, when you look at what Virginia Tech did last year, they were three and eight, but there are like three games. That if they win them, they're going bowling or six five. I mean, the, the old Dominion game, 
the Georgia Tech game, the Miami game. I mean, penalties and just not making smart plays really hurt them. And there were two games, they had 15 penalties. I mean, you're, you're not going to win a lot of games if you have 15 penalties. So the thing is, they weren't that far off. So now, and I think what helped Coach Pry is the fact he has another year under his belt now as a head coach. That first year, you don't know Harley was going on as a head coach. But now you've gone through it, so now you know what to expect. And, you know, the, it's things like class schedule, things like, uh, you know, just knowing where to go and what to do and, and setting things up. Now he's had a year under his belt, so now he knows, okay, this is what I have to do as a head coach. So it's going to be fun to see how he does it. I feel if, if Virginia can get Virginia Tech can get to six wins, I think that's the, the benchmark. They want to get to a bowl game, and their schedule really isn't that tough because you avoid Florida State and Clemson, two teams that are they're, they're picked are in the running for the ACC. As far as UVA is concerned, obviously with the tragedy they had, it's pretty sad, pretty tough. And I think you have to look at this season, not by wins or losses, but, you know, coming back from such a tragic event. And I think that, you know, there's the spirit that's there. I think, you know, Tony Elliott, the same with Coach uh, Brent Pry, he understands being a head coach in year two and what to expect and what to do. So I, I think that's really the biggest thing when you look at this team and you look at what they're doing in uh, Charlottesville and in Blacksburg. And, of course, i got to talk about your Richmond Spiders because, I'll tell you one thing, year in and year out, they're always in the mix. I mean, I know William & Mary, you know, good in the – it's not even – what is it? It's not the Colonial Air anymore. It's the – what is the it coastal, called now? The Coastal, the coastal. Athletic Association. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you're still the C, CAA, but, you know. Um, and so I, I think it's going to be fun to see. You know, it's great It's great in that part of the state. We have William & Mary and Richmond playing well and doing things. And it's always been a competitive game and – and, and, you know, what Mike London has done over the last few years, I mean, like I said, you, you look at, like, President, you look at UVA schedule real quick, going back to them. I mean, you start off at Tennessee, you know, it's a national, it's a, it's a home game for Tennessee. Then you, you have your home to JMU, which got kind of, you know, jacked out of a bowl game, even though they, they should have done it and should have competed for the Sun Belt title. Yep. Then you, you go to Maryland, which they were in the bowl, and then you come home against William & Mary, which not, that's not an easy so your first four games i think if you're if you're virginia if you can go two and two which basically means you you, you hope to win a home to jmu and home to william mary that kind of puts you in a, in a pretty good spot down the line but anything less than that it's going to be real tough for them to turn that thing around but again it's more about it's bigger than football when you, when you talk about uva and, and what they've gone through and you know i just couldn't imagine you know because every day it's going to impact them for the rest of their lives not only when they play football, but off the field. As uh, Tony Elliott said, Jermaine, they are not moving on. They will never move right. on, but they are moving forward. And I thought that summed it up really well on the Virginia front. And I think you've summed it up really well today as well to kind of wrap up NASCAR and get us going into football. So, look, thanks for the time. Go back out there and focus 100% on those kids and those high school guys out there. I know you'll have some great previews, and we'll look to cross paths somewhere during the football season, all right? Well, here's the thing, Bob. Just call me. You have a, you know, as far as I'm concerned, wherever you need me on the show. If you're really desperate for a guest and you need to scrape the bottom of the pudding cup, I'm there for you. Because I, I know you, you're big time. You can get big time guests, but it's, it, I, I it, I'm very humble that you would ask me to be on your show. And it, I think the last time I was on the show was was for Washington training camp, and we did that live remote out there. I think that was the last time I was on your show. So it, it's been a win. We we can't we can't wait that long. We can't go what five years. 
between appearances. So we have to make it more regular. So no pandemics in the middle this time, and we will certainly catch up more frequently than we did last time. Jermaine, thanks. Appreciate it, buddy. It's always great to talk to the voice of your Richmond Spiders, Bob Black, B-squared, baby. Man, I wish I had his energy and his passion. Jermaine Farrell, sports director there of the Fox and CW stations in Roanoke. And again, he was in town this past weekend for the NASCAR race at Richmond Raceway. What a fun guy he is and so passionate about the sports that uh, that he covers. Let's get a break in here. Then we'll get you to the top of the hour. It's the sports huddle on a Tuesday afternoon. First day of August. We have flipped the calendar. I got to do that with my Phillies calendar on the wall here and flip it from uh, Kyle Schwarber, who was the July guy, to Alec Bohm, who's the August guy, and he's hot right now as well. I hope that doesn't jinx him when I flip the calendar here during the commercial break, which happens now on 106.1 ESPN.